listening to Once Upon a Time. I'm Josh. And I'm Steph. And this is a bonus episode. We're going to talk about Beauty and the Beast. Yay, Beauty and the Beast. Because uh, why wouldn't we? Why wouldn't we? Because it was great. It's just like our podcast. I sit across from a beauty. Aww. You sit across from a wannabe beast. <laughs> I want to be. You want to be him? Oh, yeah. Gosh, He's yes. pretty cool. He is pretty fantastic. He's pretty cool. Even when he's all... Well, actually, I think... I know the girls both liked him better when he was the beast. Oh, so... The girls in our family. Was he too pretty once... Yeah, I think he was too pretty. I think that's <laughs> what it was. Macy said... Well, it was funny because at the end when they're dancing, she says, maybe you could think about growing a beard. And Macy was like, yeah, he needs a beard. He's just too... He's too pretty. It's hmm. exactly what it was. Because hmm. so you go from that to the complete opposite of that. But the eyes were the same. I know the eyes were the thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he was just so pretty. So what did you think of the movie overall? I I thought the movie was fantastic. You know, there was a lot of, you were really worried about the movie. You were, because Beauty and the Beast is such a great, like that's my favorite Disney movie. It's a tale as old as time. It it is. It is. (laughs) Um, No, that's my favorite Disney movie. And, you know, at first when we hear about all these reboots or remakes or whatever the heck, they're reimagining whatever they're talking about. You get a little nervous about it. Um, the Cinderella one was done so well that that gave me a lot of hope for the Beauty and the Beast one. I loved the Cinderella one that came out. It was so beautiful and so great. Um, but this one I thought was just as beautiful and just as great. And I thought it did a great service to to the animated film. Um, I, I just I really 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 liked it, and I can't wait to go see it again. And we're going to do that. Yes, and I want to set the record straight. Yes, I was completely apprehensive going into this. And just like the song, um, I, I'm okay with finding out that I'm wrong. That's uh, a song? It's in the song. It's in Beauty and the Beast. Finding that you were wrong. Come on now. When Miss Potts sings, Mrs. Potts sings Beauty and the Beast... I don't remember the it's finding the out that it's wrong. Okay, I'll, that you're wrong. Oh I'll my wait. gosh. I don't remember that part. <laughs> I've been singing the chorus in my head all day long. No, I thought it, I thought it was great. I don't think it could have been any greater, if that's a thing. Um, I thought, you know, we, we left that. We kind of told the kids that there's some stuff around the movie. Um, so they knew going in that there was some, maybe some weird stuff, but there wasn't any weird stuff. Um, you know, the whole gay thing became a thing. Oh, Gosh. And there was no thing. I don't even want to talk about that because well, it's not no, even but I a think, thing. But I think it's important because, I mean, we know people who aren't seeing the movie for those reasons, which you the, see the movie and you're like, there's nothing in this movie that's remote. I mean, oh, okay, maybe there's a slight something, but it's no more there than it was in the animated film. To me, I didn't think it was a big deal at all. And it, it just hurts me because I'm worried and sad for all the people who are going to miss out on such a great film because they're being closed-minded. And that just... I, I got a newsflash for you. I, I know, that's life. People I get it. People that are, are going to miss out on that and are that closed-minded and don't see it as an opportunity to maybe, if you're worried about how your children may see something and missing out on the opportunity to have a conversation with them, a newsflash, those people are missing out on life in general. Well, that is true. Because they live in a bubble and their mind is so closed you're never going to convince them otherwise. Right. So. But if you're sitting there listening to this and you're, you've <laughs> thought, well, I'm not going to go see that movie because I don't want I don't want the original to be tarnished in any way. It's not. Go see the movie. You, well, you will be very happy that you I, did. I will say the animated 1991, 
adaptation from Disney will always hold the highest uh, regard. See, uh, I in don't my know. Heart. Really? Don't, yeah. Are you are you really going to sit there? Yeah, and I sit, am. Oh, really? Yeah. Just like the Cinderella oh has replaced. My, of course, I never really liked Cinderella. Well, she was whiny. But no, I I loved what they did with it. I loved it because it was so. It was like Shrek. It had a lot of layers. Like we we found out so much more about Belle, bleh, Belle and um, her mom. <laughs> we found out her mom's story, and it's a heartbreaking story. Mm, and and we found out about the Beast and his backstory. And I think you know all the stuff that they added. It makes it so much deeper and so much richer. And and I don't know. I I th- we told the kids we wanted to see the animated one. Like I want to go back and watch that again, and then go see the other one again, the real one, the live action, whatever we call these things. I don't know the movie. Um, and com- I don't want to compare them because I don't think you can. I think I think it's just it's a different it's different. I, I don't know how else. Just like Jungle Book, like I wouldn't look at the Jungle Book movie that came out last year and the cartoon Jungle Book and say, oh, one's better than the other. To me, they're completely. You, you know what I mean? I mean, they're the same idea, but it's so different. I get what you're trying to say. You know, I'm not sure. It's I, different, but the same. I, I, I will agree that I was. I've never been a fan of the uh, Cinderella, uh, Love Jungle Book. I, I thought the live action adaptations of those were good. But do we think that this Beauty and the Beast? Well, I guess we'll have to wait and see next year to see if it's nominated for Best Picture because Beauty and the Beast. The animated movie, it was, yeah, and it should have won I, over Silence of the Lambs. That's a was weird. That, no, when that you wasn't have those the, two. Was but that see, the same I year? I don't see why. I don't care. Like I don't. Yeah, I know that's great. If you're a movie person, I don't care about that. I like what I like. I don't that's care true. if Oscar recognizes it. I yeah. have. I don't give a rat's behind what people think. You know what I mean? Like those people think. I could care less. I know what I like, and I thought it was fantastic. I thought the scenery was beautiful. Just like Cinderella, it was a pretty movie. Every every detail was in that movie. What they did with um, uh, Gaston, I mean, you can't help but love Gaston and you just want to hate him all at the same time. He's like, Rumpel, I know that'll get some feathers flying because to me, I still love Rumpel, but you shouldn't. It, 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 side note, we're recording on Sunday after having just, oh, we just watched, watched Once Upon. Once Upon a Time. And, uh, and yes. it is a quite frustrating episode. There's going to be a lot to discuss. <laughs> there will. Um, Rumpel is in the brain. My goodness. But, you know, I, I just, um, no, I, I think, I think they did a fantastic job. I love what they did with all of the, um, the things that came to life in the house. I don't think that could have been done any more beautifully. The candlestick, the candelabra and the clock. I mean, just Cogsworth and Lumiere, I just incredible and Plumier. Pl- I don't know how you say her name. The feather duster chick, Plumier, Plumie. How do you say her name? Plumette. Play that, 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 her. <laughs> You know, and it's just, it, it. I just loved it. It was magical. That's that's what it was. It was magical. And the Be Our Guest, which has always been my favorite hands-down scene in any Disney movie, it, I, I, it just blew my mind. I thought it was fantastic. What did you think of the additional songs that they added? I liked them. I, th- I think the songs that they added contributed again to deeper layers and us getting to know the characters. Um, so again, it was different in the sense that there was more to the story Mm. than there was before, you know? Um, no, I, I loved every bit of it. I, I don't know. I was, it was one of those movies when it was over. You're like, no, (laughs) well, I guess that's it. 
podcast is over. <laughs> it was great. Go see it. <laughs> Good night. <laughs> no, you know, and I think in the front, because in the animated one, like you knew he was a beast and you know he'd been cursed and you'd have been kind of a turd, but you didn't really know the whole story behind it. Mm-hmm. And so seeing the beginning where he gets all dolled up and fancy and then he's watching all these girls parade around as, you know, the prospective wives for him um, and seeing all of that and really how much of a, a turd he was, right. you know, and then, and then when all the house people, Mrs. Potts was the one that said, you know, it's their fault. They don't blame him. It was their fault for letting his father, the king, turn him into such a spoiled brat and turn him into that. And so they took blame for their own. They, they took, they accepted responsibility for the way he had turned out because they didn't step in. And so I thought that was interesting because it wasn't them being victims so much as them taking an active part in their own curse. To me, that no, you're right. I, I, that I agree changes with that. those subtle changes added some complexity mm-hmm. to the story that I appreciated. And I think you have to do that when you're live for whatever reason in live action. Uh, you you have to add more. You can get away with trimming a story down to its bare bones and, you know, uh, glossing over some plot holes uh, in animation for some reason. Uh, and that was one of the biggest things they fixed is the fact that, you know, he was a little boy when he was yeah. cursed and now he's a grown man. And so they fixed that. Yeah. Um, so I, I appreciated that. I thought, I, again, I found myself getting lost in the movie and mm-hmm. I think I think that's what marks something that is well done and something that speaks directly to your inner child and to your soul as opposed to just entertainment where you just pass the time. Yeah. And it's interesting because you know I've done a little bit I mean, I, I want I always want to understand where do these stories come from? Right. Where where how did this all start? It's a fairy tale. Where we don't know for sure exactly where the fairy tale came from. We know that it was written by a French lady. Uh, geez, I forget her name off the top of my head. Uh, it was written uh, in the 1740s. Oh, or do you have information? I, I, to... I actually do. Continue. Do you? Okay. I do. Well, I have good. stuff. Thank you, Entertainment I, Weekly. <laughs> uh, I was actually... I wanted to understand, you know, where did all where all this came from? And it's interesting because Disney changed the story significantly from its original uh, roots, which were that Belle came from a family of, I believe, uh, four. It was like six kids, four, four to six kids, and she wasn't an only child. And her father was a wealthy merchant, so they were not they weren't destitute. Um, well, and I don't think they were destitute. No, the, no, 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 not no, not at all. But they're. I mean, but, they didn't have a lot, but they had everything they needed. But the addition of ha- her having brothers and sisters, and her uh, being the youngest girl, and they they still referred to her as being odd and and strange. Uh, I think they had to move to the countryside uh, to get away from the hustle and bustle of the city. And she took to it easier than everyone else. And so they kind of, her own siblings kind of ostracized her. And, you know, Gaston and LeFou and all the characters that we see in uh, the Beast Castle are all invented by Disney. Essentially, in the original story, the Beast lived by himself and the castle just makes it all the more depressing. So I think out of all of that, 
the thing that interests me the most is, well, why did Disney feel compelled to add Gaston to the story? And because, and to me, I think it's because we needed to have a villain that we could really not like hate. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, without that, you want to make the beast into a villain, which in a, in a way he started that way. Well, I, but, but we needed didn't. someone to root for, but we needed someone to root against yeah. as well. Yeah. So Disney knows what it's doing. Sure. I just thought it was interesting all the things that they added. Uh, they added. And I thought Luke Evans did a wonderful job as Gaston. I mean, I would submit that Gaston is maybe one of the best Disney villains. The only other one I would maybe partly in the conversation, maybe same level. I don't know. Scar from the Lion King. But oh, see, I'd go Ursula. You think Ursula? Yeah. Okay. She's my, yeah. Mm. She's just evil. True. But he's, ah. But Gaston, yeah, I mean. I he, think Gaston because there's nothing magical about him. No, he's a he's, narcissistic turd. He's just a, Exactly. Yeah. He's he has no a, redeeming qualities except for the way he looks. I mean, he's a very attractive man. Privileged white man. What's not to hate? <laughs> well, I wouldn't, <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't go that far. No, I just, he, there's, he's, he knows he's attractive. He knows everybody, all the women in the town want to be with him. All the guys, what is it? All the girls want to be, all, all the guys want to be you. All the girls want to be with you. And he's a man's man. He's a man's man and he's a war hero and he hunts and he shoots and he spits and he he's he's good looking. He's single. All the chicks dig him. And so he walks through town and they're all, you know, fluttering and oh, and here's this this one girl who doesn't. Of course he's going to be attracted to that. Most guys are. It's yeah. the one that you can't have. Well, exactly. Well, it's not it's it's actually more not that he can't have her she doesn't want him. That, yeah, that's what I meant. You know? Yeah. And so <laughs> it's the game. It's yeah. the chase. It's the hunt. Yeah. And so, no, I thought he was fantastic. And I thought Josh Gad as LeFou was fantastic. Oh, spot on. It was that was that couldn't have been better. No. Casting wise, Kevin Klein is her dad. I love Kevin Klein. How oh. do you not love Kevin Klein? Uh I, I, I absolutely. I mean, I will watch Kevin Klein is up there with the list of actors. Where, oh, he's Kevin Klein's in it. I'll watch I'm going to take a look at. It. I don't care what it is. I'm going to take a look mm-hmm. at it. And Emma. Uh, oh Lord, there Watson. it goes. Nope, not that one. Thompson. Thank you. Because we just the kids refer to her as Nanny McPhee. Like the yes. woman doesn't have a name. She's just <laughs> Nanny McPhee. So it takes everything in me to realize she does. She was fantastic as Mrs. Potts. You know, I mean, it was just I didn't chip. Oh my gosh, it was just that relationship was just so much stronger and so real and you know when he was missing and they were about to turn and where was he you know i mean it was just i don't know it was just i loved it and then she sees mr potts and he doesn't remember because they had and i guess i don't remember that either that or that's something they added for the movie that they had cast a spell the enchantress on um the town so the town didn't remember anybody in the castle or anything that had gone there i don't remember that so again i want to check that out because he didn't remember his own wife and child yeah i don't i don't think that that wasn't a i I think that may you could probably be it could be implied Uh. because they didn't 
Nobody missed them. Nobody missed them. But there was no, I guess there was no tie to relationships outside well, of that's true. them living the in the house. And and that they family. were just the help. Yeah. And so I don't, again, something I think you can get away with an animated feature is like sure. you don't really. You uh, don't think that deep. You really don't need to. No. But, and, and I liked how um, it was snowy and the weather was different down that one path that was fantastic you know it was just it was all it was magical and it was just awesome and i yes i I would even say that the cgi was good Mm -hmm. absolutely um i believed i believed in the character sometimes that stuff kind of takes me out out of the element uh i think you had said that you when I had told you that it was all CGI, you were like, really? Yeah, the Beast. I, I really didn't know that. How can I, you not tell? Because I, I don't know. I guess I just liked him so much. I just mm. believed that he was, I don't know. I guess I believed he was real. I don't know. I just, I liked him. So, I mean, I knew it wasn't a, a real person. But no, I, I mean, I you know, I, I guess I just didn't, I, I believed it, you know. Okay. And That's important. That's yeah. what makes a movie good. And we're sitting here talking about, it's been... Uh, a day mm-hmm. since we've seen it, but I've been thinking about it a lot. Mm-hmm. Again, that's something that is a hallmark for me that uh, if maybe a, several days, a yeah. week from now, a month from now. And you're still just I, as passionate about it. Yeah. yeah. It, it think something I recall something or it comes back is like, okay, that had an impact. Yeah. Well, and you know, and I think, I guess I kept thinking and not to sound silly or dumb or whatever, but I kept thinking, watching it, and looking at the girls, again, this is going to sound stupid, but no. thinking how glad I was that they had a movie like that that they could see. Because mm. in it you see, I mean, the boys too, don't get me wrong, because it's, it's good for them to, to understand. But it was a different time where boys went to school. You know, and this is something that in the Entertainment Weekly article with Emma Watson, she <laughs> talks about, you see the boys going to school, school and the girls doing the laundry. And so when she builds the washing machine, um, and she's sitting there reading and trying to teach the girl to read, mm. and the town does not care for that at all. And then she goes to the library, right, to check out her books, and there's like, what, six books, maybe five, six books, Ma- and she's maybe. read them all several times. Maybe. And then when she goes into the library at, at the castle, and she sees all of the books, and she's like, have you read all these? And he's like, no, not summer in Greek. And she sees <laughs> it, and he leaves her, and she just giggles because she's so excited about everything that she's going to get to read. That was fantastic. And that was just real to me. You know, it was like, that's a real response from a real person. And yeah, Emma Watson's all into reading books and she does so much for that. And so, I don't know. I just thought that was a really neat addition to just have her giggle like that when she looks around and sees all the books. I thought that was cool. You're right. I I agree with you. Just a positive role model, uh, someone that tells our our girls that it's okay to be different or thought of be as funny. Smart. Yeah. Which is everybody thought she was odd and yeah. strange because she didn't go with the flow and she wasn't worried about catching the guy and looking pretty. And I think that's so, yeah, there's nothing wrong. I'm not ragging on people that think that that is important. That's not what I'm saying, but I think it's good that, that they're starting to see different ways for them to be able well, to be. I think that's well, important. I think it's important for the boys to see it. To know that all girls don't have to be like those chicks that were all dolled up with the makeup and the hair and the frou-frou trying to attract Gaston. You may not like girls like that. You may like girls who are odd or different, and that's okay. And I think that's cool. I think it's cool for everybody to see that. But the odd or different, I think that that's the thing that gets me. I think ultimately uh, it's 
it's okay to be you. Sure, absolutely. And and that's the thing. Yeah. And and don't we, stick a label on people. Let them be. We we need to let people be them. Yep. You be uh, you. You know, my my biggest fear is that I. I ask someone to not be themselves. At what point is someone going to ask that of me? Yeah. Right. So what's good for the goose is good for the gander. Mm -hmm. So no, I I think having that positive uh, role model in that regard is super, super Mm -hmm. important. Mm -hmm. Um, And the addition of the stuff with the enchantress I thought was interesting because we really don't know still where she came from or why. Still don't know a lot about her. But she hung around when she was still in town. And so, I don't know, and the whole book that she gave them, he said that was the cruelest thing of all, so he could travel different places. I don't know, I think there's so much, like, you could have a whole movie about her, you know? Do you think that that book is the Nevermore book? I don't know. You were telling me about the Nevermore book. So there is uh, an original story, it's in hardback, uh, I think it's called Lost in a Book, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, I, I, I'm interested in reading it because Belle, apparently while she was there, finds this book. It's called Nevermore. And she there's characters that are alive in there. And I don't know, maybe that's the same book hmm. because there seemed to be something about it that was it Kind of transported alive, different places. Kind of yeah. like a nod to the never-ending story type thing. Oh. <laughs> I don't know. With the but no, it'll be interesting. be interesting. They, actually, they've had several... Um, novels come out one was a uh, a twist to the myth type story where it was bell's mother that cursed the beast so i guess instead <laughs> of her dying she oh spoiler alert i'm sorry everybody knows that her mom's dead it's a disney movie first off that's true mm-hmm. so one thing about the Enchantress that I thought was interesting is that who was the only one that seemed to know her name and acknowledge her as a person? Agatha was her dad. Well, Belle's no. dad. Maurice, yeah. Yeah. So she was just like any other person to him. He knew her name. Mm-hmm. She cared for him. and But everyone else seemed to kind of, uh, you know. Well, and you, you notice... I just thought that was interesting. You notice that when he starts treating her as such, as a human, Mm -hmm. she starts becoming more beautiful. Yeah, you notice that. Yeah. Again, Nanny McPhee. (laughs) There you go. See, it all all comes back. (laughs) Yeah, so I would like to... I, I would actually like to see more... So would you like to see, like, a sequel or more stories within... This realm, do you think we can get away with that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, why not? The the Enchantress, where'd she come from? Who is she? Why? You know, I think that's an interesting story. I think think you could do a whole lot with it. Um, Yeah, no, I I just, I thought it was fantastic. I'm just sitting here thinking of the, I mean, just the, you know, why it's big in the art direction and the stuff. I think Fantastic Beasts is probably the movie that he, he looks to most as the most, cool movie he's ever seen and he was like mom he said this movie's got to win all kinds of awards for set decoration and costuming and all that mm-hmm. and you know i love you that he thinks like that because it is beautiful and, and it takes on just like once upon a time you know the people that do all that mm-hmm. that is its own character the set in the costumes and the pieces and it was just magnificent i was a little worried when i i, I think maybe the one's one of the things that made me apprehensive is i know that bill Cond- uh, condone did the the direction and you know, he did high school musical. Did he? Descendants. No. Yeah. 
Did he? I think so. No. It's got to be the same he's guy. He's legitimate director. Well, he, that's a legitimate thing. He's done all the high school, the Disney stuff. I Disney say Channel. that because See, he, now I got to look it up because somebody's going to say I'm wrong. But I swear it's the same guy. No, no, it's not. It is but, the same guy. But no. I bet me. I guarantee you it's the same guy. Okay. We we'll we'll, we'll look it up okay. and, and I'll point out where you're wrong. I mean, this is like a... He's, I know he's legitimate. He does all the Disney, like High School Musical and Descendants. He does all that. Look it up now. <laughs> no, you, because I know the right answer. No, direct, I swear. He directed Dream Girls and Chicago. I know. That's why it's even why more amazing. Why would he even mess with? Because it's Disney. It's no. big budget. Okay. Sweetie, it's all okay. Right. Okay. Well, we're going we're gonna to look. <laughs> and then if I'm wrong, I will cop to it. But if you're wrong, whoa, buddy. But he did direct... Uh, I think it was part one and two of Twilight Breaking Dawn. And so I think that's maybe above all is what kind of had that twinge in my gut. But I would say that I appreciated the nods to the old Universal Monster films with the people with their torches and Mm -hmm. their uh, pitchforks uh, rising up to go take care of the beast. Take the beast. Kill the beast. It's very reminiscent of those, which is interesting because he also wrote and directed Gods and Monsters, which was Ian McKellen was in that Mm -hmm. uh, with Brendan Fraser, and it was a loose biography of the director James Whale, Mm -hmm. who directed Frankenstein and The Bride of Frankenstein. So I thought that was kind of interesting. If you haven't seen Gods and Monsters, uh, that is a fascinating uh, movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, go, go, definitely go check that out. Um, so let's talk about the cast of characters, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. Uh, we don't really get to see them as people in their human form until the very end of the movie. Well, we see them really briefly at the beginning. Very, like, very, super briefly. briefly. Very, very briefly. The thing that stood <laughs> stood out the most to me, but this was true of the original. 91 film is that uh, you have this cast of characters. They work in this castle in France and really only one of them has a French accent and they're either no accent or they have an English accent, but whatever doesn't matter. Magic because magic, magic. Magic. that's just the, (laughs) they've got green cards. I'm sure. What's this guy? Uh, this Scottish actor, he, he wants to play the French candlestick. Yeah, sure. (laughs) (laughs) It's yeah. It's no, it, magic. I, I'm just, it doesn't matter. I'm trying to no, make light of something that no, I doesn't know. matter. Is, I just it thought is, it was interesting, I but I, I thought all all those folks were great. I mean, sure. How could they not be? I mean, look at look at who they were. Really, you have to compare the original f- the film, superb voice acting, mm-hmm. and I. To me, I think that's where I have to put the animated feature just above this version of Beauty and the Beast because of the superb voice acting in that movie. I mean, to me, Robbie Benson is and always will well, be. Well, okay, the Beast. but when you're a voice Very, actor, or back Lumiere, I mean, yeah, but you have to. Ewan be. McGregor can't hold a candle, candle yeah. to his performance. <laughs> Ian McKellen is great, but. I mean, David Ogden Steers. I mean, come on. But when they're voice actors, they have to do. They have to be it. like that because you don't. It. They have to be. I'm trying to find something. I know negative to say, and I'm failing I miserably. You are. If you haven't seen Beauty and the Beast, we have told you nothing that will spoil it. There are so many other adaptations of Beauty and the Beast out there. Really, none of those 
really matter unless it's the original from 19 what was it 1943 46 the french version i wasn't around la, la bella it's la bit it's bit, la yeah. bit. uh then the only other one i think that might be worth your time was the tv show i love that the had TV linda show. hamilton and uh hellboy yeah you said that and i just ron perlman ron perlman <laughs> that came in out uh, 1987. That was a great show. That was a my fantastic. mom never it's, missed that. It's show. aged a little bit. Well, but it is still a very sweet yep. and touching show. Yep. Uh, Vin, uh, uh, Ron Perlman as Vincent. Uh, you wow. just want to take him home. It's just a big kitty cat. He is. Just He's so sweet. Cat. Apparently, they rebooted that series on the CW, and mm. it was on for four seasons. I think it just ended in 2016. But don't don't bother with that. Mm. Um, in my and for my money, go with the original one from nineteen forty three, forty six, whatever it is, the forties. It's in French, so you got to read the. Wee oui, wee. Oui. Got to read the damn thing. Does the candlestick have an English the, the, accent? No, it, it. Disney's the only one that's added oh, those characters. Oh, gotcha. I see what you're saying. Right? Yes, sorry, sorry. So. And we read. I don't remember what we saw it on. And maybe it was the Entertainment Weekly thing. I was because Wyatt always looks for Easter eggs. He's that kid, and so. Um, then in the ballroom, and this is one of the things that when we go back and look the next time in the ballroom, when they're doing their infamous yellow dress, fancy suit thing, and they're swirling around doing the beauty and the beast song. There's in the middle, um, the Walt Disney monogram in the middle of the ballroom. And so when they're spinning all around, there's actually a big WD, whatever hmm. his middle name is. I don't know in the middle. And so we'll have to look for that next time. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. Well, we appreciate you guys listening. Um, uh, I don't know how you can stomach us twice a week, but we did it. Yay. Us. Anyway. Uh, and if you stumbled in on this episode and you've never listened to the podcast before, this is really the first time we've ever done a standalone episode talking about a movie, albeit Disney, but we normally cover once upon a time, the series on ABC uh, that is quite frustrating at times, but uh, we love it so. We do. We love it so. So if you want to check that out, there's more episodes on the feed, or you can go to the website, uh, com. Oh, are we going to do Power Rangers next week? <laughs> I, I, I think you know the answer. Boss, baby. To that already. <laughs> no. So we would give, uh, you're going to give this a five-star I'd give it five roses. Five roses. Oh, five roses. Five horns. Fantastic. <laughs> I I I would say four and a half just because I'm just that guy. But I will say, Disney, keep it up. Fine. Give us some more live adaptations. I'm makes me more ready to see the li- uh, live action Lion King. Yeah. But I will say I do have a g- apprehension about I'm hearing they're thinking about doing a live action Aladdin, and I'm not entirely sure yeah, how that's going to be possible. Not... Or that you should do that out of respect. For Robin Williams. Yeah, how do you do that? I don't know. I don't know. But we will talk to you in a few days when we drop the coverage of ill-boating what was the name of that episode? <laughs> I don't know. I'm so frustrated by that episode. Ill-boding I can't see straight. Ill-boding parents? Was that the name? I thought it was parents. Ill-boding 
patterns. Oh, see, and I didn't have my readers on, so I couldn't tell what it was. It's a reference to Beowulf. Doing the same, yeah. 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 Anyway, <laughs> thanks guys for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, y'all. <laughs>